0: Welcome back to the Where You're Planted podcast. I'm your host, Molly McManamy. I first want to just quickly send my love and prayers to my family and friends and my community at The Crossing. Um, When this episode comes out, it will be the week of the celebration of life for Mo Hoffman, who we have all just been collectively praying for and keeping up with over the last month or so. Um, she unfortunately passed away after suffering from a stroke about a month ago, I believe. Um, but I did I kind of mentioned her on an earlier episode when I was talking to Tanya co, um, just about how we were collectively praying as a community. And so I just wanted to send my love to all the people that knew her, loved her, um, got to work with her over at the crossing. She was obviously very special and such a big part of the community. So sending so much love to the Hoffman family this week and everybody at the crossing that is going through that grief with them. Um, So with that said, um, welcome back to the podcast. As I said, um, today is going to be a little bit different. Usually I have someone on to talk about something specific and unique to their life, whether it's the season of their life they're in with their career or their family or something that they've. Uh, experience. But today I wanted to bring someone on who kind of uh, specializes and has um, taken on the, I guess, responsibility of sharing something that is important to him. And in his Instagram bio, he calls himself a purpose coach, which I really love. Obviously on this podcast, that's so much of what we talk about Um, is just kind of living in that purpose that God has for you. But that can be very hard to find, and it can be hard to figure out what that even is or what that's supposed to feel like or how you're supposed to navigate once you do find it. How long are you supposed to stay in that season and how to identify God's voice when you're trying to figure out what's next. Um, So I'm really excited to dive into that and hopefully help some people along the way today and figure out how they can kind of navigate that and figure it out for themselves. So. With that said, I'll introduce our guest today. Uh, We have Jim J. Westbrook.
1: Hey, what's going on?
0: Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. Is it? I I didn't want to call you an expert if you don't consider yourself that, but would you consider yourself an expert on this topic? (laughs) Sure.
1: No, I like expert. Uh, You know, God has afforded me uh, some knowledge. Uh, It's all him. You know, it isn't really me. Like you may hear me, you may see me, but it's really what he's been able to do within my life. And I just want to pour into people. So yeah, expert sounds good.
0: Yeah. And as someone who's kind of embarked on the, in the content world, if you will, with a podcast and now starting to do a little bit more bonus stuff on the side, it's not easy and it requires a lot of consistency, but it's also a calling in itself. To put yourself out there and kind of be the voice and the face of these messages yeah. and these things that God gives you. So, um, thank you for what you do because it's hard and you know how it is. You can get a lot of criticism, it can be very scary.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, it's not easy. Like you said, consistency, that's the toughest thing to, you know, you want to do other things. You know, I want to chill with my wife. I want to, you know, <laughs> hang with the fellas. But, you know, there are people out there who, if I don't do something, it's like, yo, where's your 60 seconds of purpose video you were three days later you, you were late today so I appreciate the fact that you know people even want to hear from me
0: yeah and I know like for me it can you can get really caught up in the whole idea of numbers and likes and followers and all the things that society tells us equals success in that realm mm-hmm. um, so it can be really hard to stay consistent when maybe you don't see the numbers you thought you would or that mm-hmm. society tells you you need to see in order to be successful at that but what I always try to remind myself is if there's one person that needs to hear it and God puts it on your heart, you got to put it out. Yep. And it, it might be one person that watches it and one person that likes it. But if they saw it, then it was completely worth it. Yep. It's, oh, yeah. it's tough. So um, can you just briefly uh, give the listeners a background on yourself, both per, uh, personally and within this realm, um, kind of what led you to start creating this content and why it's important to you?
1: Sure. Uh, So again, my name is Jim Dre Westbrook, originally from Saginaw, Michigan, a.k.a. Sag Nasty. Uh, (laughs) Went to the University of Michigan, go blue. Uh, Love Vegas. I've been here for now 15 years. I'm a serial entrepreneur, best-selling author, and purpose coach. And uh, I just love unlocking purpose because I know that's inside of everyone. I know a lot of people who, if you're a believer or not, you may not understand what purpose is. And I feel that God has helped me to understand what it is and to just bring people along to really unlock what's already there.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's um, I love what you said about being a serial entrepreneur. And I feel like that can maybe come off kind of cocky or um, like conceited because in order to be I guess you could be an entrepreneur and fail. Mm -hmm. Um, But it sounds like you enjoy the idea of starting something new and scary and fresh. Is that true?
1: Yes, it really is. Uh, my wife gets a kick out of it because <laughs> she's more corporate America, business-like, very, you know, that's who she is, but I'm the total opposite. Like I came out the womb wanting to, you know, start projects and do my own thing and, you know, and good at that. So with having a clothing line, live at your own pace, uh, a cookie line, Chewy ginger snaps. Like, I just like doing a lot of different things, uh, but I can't do them all at once. So, it is good to have a partner who can kind of, you know, bring me back down to say, you know, you do need to focus. Uh, but yeah, I love being a serial entrepreneur because I'm interested in a lot of things and God has afforded me to be good at those things I'm interested in.
0: Yeah. So, you said you've, since you came out the womb, you've just always had ideas and it sounds like you're a go getter mm-hmm. and you've had that ambition in there. But so, You're getting these ideas. How do you initially sort through them in order to kind of figure out, is this something I want for worldly gain or is this actually my purpose? Are you do you let yourself do things just for fun? Like, does everything have to be in your purpose? Like, how do you kind of fine tune all those ideas that just pop into your head all the time?
1: Sure. Uh, Well, you get good ideas and you get God ideas. So Mm. there's a difference of those. Nothing wrong with good ideas because good ideas can produce a lot of good things for yourself or for other people. I think the you know, how to differentiate those things is, is it just benefiting you? And can it be, can it lead someone to Christ? Like, can it lead someone to, you know, really figure out who they really are? Uh, And that's kind of the difference between a good idea and a God idea. I dabble in a bit of both. Like you said, like, I'm not so focused on the ministry where I can't have fun. Like, you know,
0: like, (laughs) like,
1: like I love sports. Like, you know, we were just watching Sports Center, and I'm thinking about my fantasy football team. You know, (laughs) so like I do things where it's like, one would say that has nothing to do with your purpose and things of that nature. But it does bring me joy because I love sports, used to play sports. So that's the way for me to get close to the game. But as far as the God ideas, like those are those divine thoughts that bring purposeful results. And any of those things, like I truly love because it's just not about me. So God does give me an idea. What I have to do to say is, do you want me to do this right now? When Mm -hmm. I was younger, when all these ideas would come, you know, whether it's, um, you know, the cookies and, you know, ministries and, you know, books and all of this stuff. I used to think I have to do it right now. Because I got it. So it was like, all right, God, I don't want to waste what you gave me. So I'm going to go buy that domain. I'm going to go do this. I'm yeah. going to go do that. Like, I'm going to get all the ducks in a row. And then we're going to launch in six weeks. <laughs> it's like, wait, slow down. You yeah. know, slow down. Relax. You got to sit with that thing. So I think a lot of times as a serial entrepreneur, as a go-getter, when we get it, we want to go. And it's like, well, if I wait, you know, I'm going to waste what he gave me. And it's never going to happen. But God doesn't work like that. Like Mm -hmm. He's all about pace. So you have to figure out what that pace is and what he wants you to do when he wants you to do it. So a lot of waiting as you're working, and that's something that I've had to do holistically. Rather, that's practicing celibacy when I was waiting. Rather, that's the business stuff. It's a waiting game. But as you wait, there's so much work that you have to do with him.
0: Right. That's a good point because I think we I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, whether it was with my friend who was waiting to have a baby or like someone who has decided I really want to get married, but they haven't found a partner yet. There's like these things that God can put on your heart, but the season might not be right yet. And I think we get really confused and frustrated when we get an idea or we feel like we're supposed to do something, but we don't see It just kind of fall in our lap or like you said like you know we think we need to launch something in four to six weeks and then that comes and goes and maybe we do and we did it wrong or we rushed it and so now it's not the way god wanted it or it just doesn't happen and you're like i'm so confused why would you put this burning desire in my heart but it's important that we allow god to refine us to be able to handle whatever that blessing is And a lot of times those ideas turn into undertaking. So they're a responsibility. And you might, I always say like, be careful what you pray for. Like I literally, this is a silly example, but um, a friend of mine in my Bible study group got the exact car I wanted, like my dream car, Mm. which is a Hyundai Tucson, which is no (laughs) one's dream car. It's my dream car. Um, I love it. Um, But I had a Hyundai Elantra at the time and I wanted this car so bad. So she pulls up with the car one day at Bible study and I jokingly said like, Lord, I've seen what you've done for others, but I said it out loud and I talked about it a while with my group and my Elantra was paid off and it was not that old. Two days later, my air breaks and I said, I'm going to fix this if it's a thousand dollars or less, if it's a thousand dollars or more, I'm getting a new car. And the hardest thing for me is the person that will always be my voice reason is my dad. Mm -hmm. And my dad was like, you should just get a new car. You've been wanting that car. It's better for you and your dog, whatever. So it comes back. It's $1,800 to fix. So I end up with my dream car, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't necessarily prepared for that payment. (laughs) Like (laughs) I had a paid off car. I loved that. Mm -hmm. And now I have a $600 car payment every month. Do I love my car? Yes. It's a huge blessing, but it requires now more budgeting on my end, more sacrifice on my end. I'm not as free now as I was when I had the car that I thought I was done, you know, appreciating. So it's like, that's like a silly, you know, superficial type of example, but like I prayed for it out loud. And two days later, God's like, all right, you want this? Here we go. And luckily I have the means to pay for it, but you just have to be so careful with your words and your, like how you frame your desires because god might bring them to you but you not, might not actually be ready for them
1: yep and a lot of times you know that's what happens we think that because it sounds good we are able to do it then we want to do it but we don't really understand what it takes to get the thing that we're asking for like you said for you it was the car you didn't really think about that car payment even yeah you could have afforded <laughs> you know you afforded it but we don't think about those things it's just like people in relationships like i want to be married and i want mm-hmm. this i want that but do you really know what it takes, you know, to get that thing, to keep that thing? And a lot of times people don't because when you say, like, oh, I want to be married, it's like, well, you want to die daily, right? Like, like, are you ready to yeah. to do that? And do you know how that feels and what that really takes? Like, are you ready to be with someone all the time? Like, <laughs> all the time? Yeah. Probably not. Like, yeah. You know, and those are things that you really can't get prepared for until you it gets there. But I think at times, like, when you really – want to succeed and you want things we have to slow down a bit like we really want them right away because once we get them we feel fulfilled Mm -hmm. but that fulfillment should come through being faithful to Christ right And, and that's the part of being purposeful that we really want to talk about that I think everybody can learn something from
0: yeah so on that note I know for myself I didn't understand that until I was gosh like three years ago Oh, next week's my baptism uh, anniversary. So yeah, almost three years, about three years ago, when I really like decided to actually follow Jesus and not just believe in God, Mm -hmm. part of it was figuring out what does that feel like when I'm in alignment with God. And as someone that is very ambitious, just how I'm wired, it was really hard for me to understand that or to start to die to those ambitions of wanting money and possessions and this and that. And I'm very grateful I'm at a place now where like I'm very much driven by my purpose and not by those ego desires. But it did not happen overnight. And it it took me probably up until even just this last year to really understand fully how that feels and how to identify that. And I have to work on it still daily and whatnot. But it's something like it's it's a refined like it, I worked for it basically. So, what would you tell people who are still kind of in that like they're very ambitious, but they're maybe like they're maybe striving for the promotion or the money or the things that the world, like I said earlier, tells you is success? How can you guide them to maybe start to rethink of that and start to talk to God about actually living in their purpose versus? Being obsessed with all those kind of accolade type things.
1: Yeah, sure. I think a lot of it has to do what the goal is, what the aim is. You spoke of promotion, you know, getting money, possessions, all these worldly things. And those things are cool, but that can't be the goal. That can't be the aim. That can't be the objective. Mm -hmm. We have to really always choose peace. And when I say peace, that's Jesus. So those possessions, those things, Add to life, but again, they're not truly that foundation. You want to build whatever he's doing with you in your life on solid foundation, and that's really working on your heart. Now, when you talk about that, most people's hearts aren't on; they're not available for anything. Like mm-hmm. they're not available for relationships, yeah. you know, they're not available for real intimacy. Um, you know, they're heartened, you know, because when you talk about culture, everything that's there. It's all about what can you get and really not do for anyone else. Right. But when you're doing it with God, it's we're like the total opposite, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really saying if this is what you want, like success, that's cool. Achievement, cool. Fulfillment, all of that stuff is good, but you have to get it with him. So it's really changing that vantage point of everything that you know, everything that, you know, everybody talks in the rap videos and music and all that stuff. Yeah, that might make you dance, but that's really not going to bring that fulfillment, that, that, that feeling that you can take and have peace. So one of the things you have to do is you need to be more like Christ and less like culture mm-hmm. daily. That needs to be the goal, that aim, that objective, that every single day that I'm here on earth, I'm going to be a little more like him.
0: So if someone's listening that maybe has not grown up in the church or doesn't know Christ as intimately as maybe you or I do, what, what is your definition or what are a few attributes of Christ that you think of every day when you wake up and you say, this is what I want to be more like
1: loving, you know, like Mm -hmm. love, like if you can't talk about Christ without love, like Jesus is love. God is love. So if you don't even like people or you don't want to be loving, then that's something we need to work on. Like you really need to understand what love is and that God loves you. Even if you don't love yourself right now, you may be feeling down and out. He still got love for you. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you should see him the way that he sees you and accept what he accepts. Like it's not about being perfect and things of that nature. Like that's not the goal of all of this. The goal is to love, to be generous, you know, to to understand, to have faith, to believe in something. To really want the best for not just yourself, but for other people. And to understand that everything that you do is not for you. It's always helping other people. So if I'm doing my thing, handling my business with my family and things of that nature, someone's going to see that example. Mm
0: -hmm. Because like
1: you said, they may not know God. They may have never been to church, but they see me doing my thing. And my thing is I'm at God's pace. Like I'm doing whatever he wants me to do. So then that may actually inspire them to say, well, I see that, I like that, I want that, so I'm going to start being that. So it really is love, like I said, being generous, um, understanding that, you know, you need humility as well. Like, it's cool to, you know, do your own thing and be successful, but to understand where that source is, and that source is him. So that's why that goal of being more like him daily and less like culture It's very important. Not gonna happen overnight. And like Mm -hmm. you said, it's a daily thing that, okay, I can, you know, want possessions and want those things, but they can't define me.
0: Or like rule me and I can't worship them. No.
1: No, we don't want those to turn into idols. And then before you know it, like it's all about you and whatever that idol is. And it's very easy, you know, to get idols inside your heart and things of that nature. But we wanna make sure, again, Every single day that this thing is working and it's working in the direction of loving others, of loving people and loving yourself and truly understanding that God, that's what he wants. And if you do that, that's actually going to get you closer to the paper. I know, that's what's crazy. Closer to anything that you want versus trying to do it culture's way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've had times like once I started walking in alignment, like I said, where I needed like an exact amount of money to pay my bills and it showed up in some form and like people think of that as like woo woo or like right. too like old school churchy but it's true mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen unless you you do that whole surrender thing every single day mm-hmm. and like you said it's tough because you wake up you open instagram people are faking the funk and yep. everyone has all these possessions and things and Yeah, like we all have our things that we enjoy. Like We're just talking about cars. Like, I'm not a car person. That's why a Hyundai Tucson is my dream car. I'm just not a car person. But I know for other people, like it's a, they get joy out of certain aspects of cars and maybe it's clothes or shoes or something. And I don't think it's necessarily wrong to, like, there's a whole thing right now, you know, about pastors wearing labels and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, especially now that social media has made a lot of celebrities out of pastors and worship leaders. but. It's like we don't know their heart and we don't know their their why in their relationship with God. We don't they could be more right with God than us. Mm -hmm. And he's afforded them the means to buy a rude shirt or whatever Mm -hmm. it is and it's it's almost like it 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 is on christ-like to judge what other people have but again it all comes back like you said to your heart and if we we don't know anybody else's heart we can only worry about our own Mm -hmm. and if we're being ruled by something like that then we have to check ourselves but we don't need to be out there checking others yeah (laughs) yeah,
1: that's you know again that's Getting off topic for what he wants for you. If yeah. you're too busy, like you said, scrolling, you know, checking the credits, counting people's pockets, things that have nothing to do with you. You're going to get further and further away for what is already yours. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the thing to do in culture, but like, it has nothing to do with you. So you need to stay focused and just, you know, you should want everything he has for you yeah. in order to do that. You got to stop, you know, being nosy and, and <laughs> not everybody else's business.
0: Yeah. It's crazy when you do kind of have that transformation and your heart changes. I almost feel sorry for the people who are ru- ruled by those things mm-hmm. because I know they'll never be fulfilled. But it also just seems so like, how do you wake up? And I say this as someone who was like that previously, but once your heart is changed, it's kind of hard to remember what it was like before. Mm-hmm. And But it's it's like, I don't know how you wake up every day. And I know you're exhausted because mm-hmm. your ego is never satisfied. So it's just begging you to do more and more and more and more. And on top of that, like you're living just such an empty life yeah. because I know that it's not fulfilling you in the way that God can. And so I, that sounds so kind of mean, but I, it's, I feel sorry for them in the way that I just want them to be like pulled into this light of what it's like to walk with God because it's just so much better. Yeah. And it's, and so you have all these businesses you talked about. And so again, it's not inherently wrong to be ambitious or I think personally that God gives us certain, uh, beliefs and ambitions and things that excite us that can be led, you know, into something for him. I think Mm -hmm. they're like, this podcast is literally about there being ministry everywhere. Mm -hmm. So we can't ignore them. So, Using like the cookie business as an example, how does that, like you, you get the idea. How do you work through then now that it exists? What was the in between like uh, figuring out, is this going to help me serve God or is this serving my ego or myself?
1: Yeah, I think with that one, it was more of a thing that it was a family recipe. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a potluck at work and I'm just like, all right, you know, let, let me make the cookies I used to make back in the day. And they were such of a hit, they thought I bought them. And they're like, man, dude, you don't even cook. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about, you baking cookies? And I'm like, well, this is the one thing that I know that I can do. And it just brought a smile to me of how happy everybody was just eating the cookies. Uh, ego, no, but it was more of, you know what, like, I like this. This is a family recipe. And, you know, I am a businessman, God, so, you know, Maybe we can turn this into a business. And, you know, I had to sit with it for a little bit to say, okay, am I being worldly ambitious or is this maybe like a godly ambition thing where me making the cookies could just be another access point of who I am? Mm -hmm. And then I can continue to do the work that you have called me to do. It's just another thing that I do. And that's what it's turned into be. Like I've had, you know, the people that I've met just by baking cookies, you know, shipping them across, you know, the United States of a recipe that's within my family. Um, It's been it's done wonders, Um, you know, and I had to, you know, really just say thank you because that's I didn't want to do it. You know, like this wasn't something that, again, I started baking cookies in eighth grade and then three years ago was like, all right, well, let's just let's do it again. So I think, you know, I'm very excited that, you know, I was able to tap into that uh, relationship with God to say, hey, if this is something that you want, provide it. Like, I don't want to just do it because I know I'm a hustler and I can make it happen. Please, like, you know, provide the people, provide the opportunities. And that's exactly what he's done. And it's given me opportunities to talk about purpose, to talk about just what he means to me, and what's already inside of people as far as their purpose. So uh, it's definitely been an extension of the ministry that was already there.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: just very blessed that I can be served in that way.
0: Yeah. I, there's a couple good points there. And the first thing that I was thinking of while you were talking was that it's cookies, right? So when you think about ministry, you don't think of cookies. Right. But you said it's like affording you more I, the flexibility maybe is the word. I don't know more time to mm-hmm. do these things that maybe look more like traditional ministry, like mm-hmm. your content and stuff. So I think that's a really good point because you might get something like that, like an idea from God and you might be like, how the heck are cookies <laughs> going to serve your people other than maybe keep a couple people full, you right. know? <laughs> um, but it can, there can be things that God brings us that are, giving us the room to do something else Mm -hmm. um, or maybe setting us up for something else in the future. But I think that's the first point I wanted to uh, point out because I think that sometimes we'll be dismissive of things that are kind of unconventional. And we're like, that doesn't Mm -hmm. really make sense. Mm -hmm. The second thing is you said, you know, your, your friends and coworkers were like, you don't even cook. (laughs) And I always think of Jerry Lorenzo who started fear of God The clothing company, because I watched something of his once and he's like, I had no desire to be in the clothing line business. Like, I'm not a designer. I'm not like any of the things that you would think of. Mm -hmm. And like for you, it was like no one thought of you as a baker. But I think sometimes God does his most powerful work with that because He's like, no, 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 you might not be, but I am. So like, let's do this. And obviously fear of God is just enormous now. Like Mm -hmm. it sells out every drop. Like I love the brand. They make really great clothes and he's doing something in the clothing world that people who went to school for it and maybe grew up doing that have Mm -hmm. not been able to do. But it's because he's, he actually wanted to do what I do. He wanted to be an agent and I don't know why it didn't work out, but he, he, pivoted when God told him, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And that takes balls, like to be just blunt, like to, I know for me, like, I really love my job and I do put maybe too much of my identity in it. And like, I have to grapple with that every day. Like if God did that with me, would I be willing to walk away without knowing that whatever it's going to be is going to turn into a fear of God type of empire. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that is like a good example of what we can all see of God rewarding someone. And I don't know what he does with his money, but I would just knowing how faithful he was to start it. I'm sure he's faithful in what he makes now. Mm -hmm. Um, So on that note, a, what would you, what advice would you give for people who maybe have ideas like that where they're like, this is not, this is not like in my lane at all, but B, like, how do you know either when it's time to stop or to change something? Like when, when does that click for you?
1: Yeah. I think you have to one, accept it. You know, like these ideas are coming to you for a reason and usually they are from God. Um, and, and that's cool. Like I've, I have thousands of ideas haven't launched all of them, but I've, had my hands open to catch them. You know, I've had Mm -hmm. my heart open to receive them. I had my mind to say, okay, you know, does this make sense for me? You know, because every idea that I get isn't for me. Like I've actually told people like, yo, I got this idea. It came from God, but this, this is not my thing.
0: I like that. Yeah. That's a good point. I'm going
1: to give this to you because I can do it.
0: We're going to call that a lob. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm gonna lob, lob this over yeah, to you. <laughs> like Lob City, like I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. throw it
1: up for you. Go get it. You yeah. Know? And that's happened multiple times within my friends, family, you know, people that I don't even know. Like just say, Hey, this is for you, not for me. And I don't even want anything because the gift is just to give it to you. Right. Like God gave it to me, so I'm about to give this. And you have to be to
0: humble enough to say, like, if I were to just go on this adventure with you because Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be fruitful, you might taint it. Like you have to be humble enough to say like, I'm not meant to be in everything. And sometimes like I will make things worse Mm -hmm. because God's not putting me there.
1: Mm -hmm. And yeah, once that happens, I think you have a better, you know, just way of doing what he wants you to do. Because like when it's not mine, I can give it to somebody. And if they do need my assistance and help, cool. But if not, and that was the assist,
0: I've done
1: my part. But when you have all these ideas and you wanna, okay, where do I start? Okay, I start and it wasn't as successful as I wanted it to be. Can I give up? I like to try to see God in every opportunity, in every step. Mm-hmm. Even the steps that you fall down in oh man, like I lost money or, you know, people didn't like my post or things of that nature.
0: Like, well, and I'll I'll stop you right there just mm-hmm. because I want I think this is important. You said, I see him even in those, those times when you fall down. Mm-hmm. We have labeled things in this world as good and bad, yep. as positive and as negative. That's not how they're labeled in heaven. Mm-mm. So God does not see us losing money as bad Mm-mm. because it was his to begin with. Yep. And it's a worldly thing that we've come up with. God does not care about capitalism. He does not care about us being wealthy in U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate to break it to everybody, yeah. but he just doesn't. Mm-hmm. When you get to heaven, I am firmly believe he's not going to be like Molly. Did you uphold capitalism? Did you make the most money? Like it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So when we do have those trip ups and things that maybe in the world feel like failure or they feel embarrassing or they do result in things that are worldly failures, like losing money, that is still God. Yeah. And I always say like sometimes re- rejection is redirection mm-hmm. because he's if you're praying to God and you're staying in touch with him and he you know all of a sudden this business is losing money it might be time to reconsider things and that's a blessing that he does that for you but sorry to interrupt I just wanted to to uh mention that because I think once you can kind of shift your thoughts of the good and the bad in the world and remember that this is all just temporary anyways um, you can be a little bit more open to those things you are talking about that God is kind of giving you and throwing at you.
1: Yep, yep. And then I think it does come to a point, let's say, you know, you're continuing to move forward as you fail and you keep getting back up. And no matter you're losing money, you're losing motivation, whatever that thing is, you have to ask yourself, like, have you given it your all? Because a lot of times, you know, it's like when you play basketball, you miss three shots in a row and you don't want to shoot for the rest of the game. It's like, but dude, you, what about that fourth shot? You could have like, like that could have been the game winner or got you where you want it to be. You got to keep shooting. You got to keep dreaming. You got to keep praying. Like you got to keep doing the thing that got you there. And let's just say you have given everything. It's okay to pivot. Like you said, it's okay to redirect. It's okay to, you know what? Let me table that thing and then sit on it. Let me pray. Let me fast. And then maybe something will come back to you to say, you know what? Now I know why it didn't work. Yeah. Now God's given me the grace to pick that thing back up. And that's, I think we have to give ourselves that time because again, we want stuff when we want it.
0: I but call it a microwave society Yep. because we see it on social media mm-hmm. or we, we see people once they are at that, that time where it turns over to success in the world at least. And so we don't see the behind the scenes, like I'm, being a, an entrepreneur, like you can entest, And this is how my business is set up too. I get a hundred no's for every couple of yeses I get. And that's Mm -hmm. just how my business is inherently designed. You get rejected more than you get told yes. So I'm used to it. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me at all. But I don't think like a lot of people are, are used to that. And they, they see my Instagram and I signed a draft pick last year and Mm -hmm. they think like, oh, she's young. Like it happened right away. Like it just, it did not. Like, oh. I I I don't not share my lows, but I don't necessarily need to. So, yeah, you don't see the the crying I've done to my family when I've been told no. Um, but, yeah, people think that if it doesn't happen right away, then this is not for me. And sometimes you're planted, if you will, in places you're not going to be successful in worldly terms. But like you said, maybe the like with the cookie business, maybe you're going to meet someone who has never encountered Jesus before. Right. And that to me would be more successful than any money. But yep. like we've been, it just takes a long time to get there yep. and to really like get there in your heart. Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like it, it's a marathon.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: not a sprint, you know, it's not a sprint, you know, and just like my shirt, it says like, it's about finished times, not lines, you yeah. know, like, like, excuse me, it's about finished lines, not times. And that's what it's really all about. Like we want to get, where we want to get the quickest and fastest but that god doesn't work like that like he just doesn't operate like that and we have to understand that we're not running anything the only thing that we're running is the race he's provided the race that he's given us and that's the most important thing when we start looking in other people's lanes and judging in comparison we already lost like like that yeah. like you're not going to win that race you're only going to win the race that is yours and that's the thing we got to focus on when we talk about purpose, when we talk about life, like that's the only thing that matters. Cause if you run that race, you always win, right? That's the first place race that you want in your life, period. All that other stuff is for the birds and it just, it doesn't make sense. And it's not worth it.
0: I always say, especially in my business, I get so many DMS and emails, like, how do I get to where you're going? And I always laugh because I'm like, my journey is not one you can replicate. Mm -hmm. And even if you could, it would not work for you because this is what God has chosen for me. And everything that I did was God's race for me. And I think about that with someone like Jerry Lorenzo again, like someone might see him be like, oh, he had no training and he started clothing. Like, I'm going to do exactly what he did. And I'm going to see you're not going to see the same success. Mm -hmm. You don't have the gifts that God gave him. You don't have the calling on your life that god gave him like there's just so many things and on the surface level like you can't do what i can't do because you're not me right (laughs) exactly not to be cocky but like you don't have what i have because my life has refined me in ways that yours couldn't possibly have we all have different paths and so i think a lot of people i just went on this rant on twitter this week about how people want careers or they want a purpose or they want to like mold their purpose based on outcomes not based on like the day-to-day like what you Mm -hmm. talked about with marriage like Mm -hmm. yeah i think a lot of people want a wife but they don't want to be a husband right or vice versa right and it's same thing with like things that people see like people might see you and say i want to be an author i want a best-selling book i want this and that i want a clothing store in las vegas like those are all really cool things but they don't understand the day-to-day lifestyle that you live And that's like where I think people should really search for their purpose is like what what feels right to you in the day to day, Mm -hmm. not in the outcomes. Not okay, I want to be your goal should not be I want to be really rich by this age or I want a lifestyle that affords me this car or this house, because the day to day you will be miserable Mm -hmm. because you did not figure out like what aligns with you in those like smaller, more like common moments. Mm Um, so do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I have just kind of in the last couple of months, like been stewing on that based yeah. on all these messages I get. And on, to be honest, like a lot of people come to me and I'm like, you don't have what it takes. And I'm not saying that to be mean. It's because I'll try to steer them in the right direction. They won't even do step one. Right. So like, what are your thoughts on that? (laughs) No,
1: I I love it because like you said, if you're outcome based, you're going to get burnt out of whatever that outcome you're chasing. Like if it's money, if it's fame, even if it's love, like, you know, to get married, like, dude, you're not going to make it. Like, it's not going to work for you. You have to be more, like you said, that day-to-day type of thing that for me, I'm a purpose coach. I like people. Yeah. So it's and not
0: everyone likes people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And and,
1: in order for you to be, you know, purposeful and to really work with people talking about purpose, you must like people. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, I I want exactly what you got, you know, because you seem happy and this is that. Well, do you let's start one. Do you like people? Yeah. Because if you don't like people, you're probably not going to be good at this or God's not going to give you opportunities to really coach people.
0: And in your like clothing line business, for instance, like that mm-hmm. is something that a lot of people want and sure. they want like yep. having any type of store anywhere is like a really cool thing to strive for. Mm-hmm. But your day to day is not just owning a clothing store. Like the behind the scenes is probably yep. very mundane, mm-hmm. like numbers, like things like it's not clothes, right? It's other, th- it's people. Yeah. And then it's business, right?
1: Yep, Yeah. It's all of the things. And that's when you need a good team. So like you see me right now and you know, yeah, I'm representing live at your own pace, but it's just not me. Like there are other people who also are on that journey and that road with me. So if I'm not the numbers guy, I got to get a numbers guy. Right. If I'm not the designer, I need a designer. Like I'm a people person. So I'm kind of one of the faces of the brand. So it's very easy for me to talk about living at your own pace and what that means for you. But if I can't do all those other things, I need a team, and that's why it's so great when you talk about purpose is that it's about other people like if it was just a me and you thing, then a lot of people will probably be on purpose, but it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. You really need other people to fulfill that purpose in your life and it helps them also do the same for other people and I think a lot of times we miss that where it's like, well, I just want to get mine, I'm about mine well. They're not going to look out for me, so why should I look out for them? Such a problem. Right. It's like, dude, that's not going to get you far. It might work, you know, a time or two, but if you really want fulfillment, achievement, you want, you know, everlasting joy and all that, you got to look out for more than just yourself. And that goes back to knowing who God is, knowing who you are in Christ, and seeing those examples to know we're here for more than ourselves. Like, Yeah. That's cool but that's only going to get you so far. You must look out for other people. That's going to come back because that's what God did for us. That's well, only- that's
0: to me like the question I asked you earlier. One of the biggest things of being Christ-like is we have to take care of each other. Yep. Period. And period. I don't think we do that nearly enough as Christians nowadays. And let's back up for a second. So you're talking about I need a numbers guy. I need this guy. Mm-hmm. Like how how should people go about figuring out their spiritual gifts because I think a lot of people kind of focus on what they're good at versus Mm -hmm. maybe what and that could be that definitely is part of your gifts but I know like you said you're a people person that's me too like I I always say I'm not in the business of football I'm in the business of people that's really what it is Mm -hmm. um but like what where can someone start if they're like I don't feel like I'm gifted in anything like if maybe they're not you know a numbers person or something that can be translated into a skill that actually creates a career or something else like where do you start with that
1: Yeah, I do think you start with what are you good at? You have to ask yourself that. Everybody's good at something. Mm -hmm. Everybody. Like, I don't care if you're the most insecure person. You're good at something. It's just really understanding, you know, the gifts that are inside you. God's given us multiple things we're good at. Mm -hmm. Now, you may not value that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. But
1: you're good at it, you know? like. You may say, Well, the only thing I really good at is, you know, like I like watching TV, you know, and, and, <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, what do you do when you watch TV? Oh, well, you know, like I, I give commentary and I, t- I break things down. You're good at something. Yeah. So you can take that and turn that into a podcast where now you review what you see and may give feedback on what not to do in a relationship or what yeah. not to do in that. Boom, there you go. And it's looking at that because. We're all great at things, a lot of things, but we don't have that value or we don't think it's cool or it's not the, yeah. the thing that's going to get us popping or get us money, but you're still good at it.
0: Or we don't view it as something just like easily transferred into like like you just, that was a great example because most people would consider that a negative thing, right? but you can find value in, in anything because it, there's an underlying thing there. Like, okay, you can sit in the same place for a long time and you're really entertained by you know, storylines or plots or whatever the mm-hmm. type of TV is. And I love that example of you can start a podcast that review. I mean, there's so many podcasts that review Bravo shows, Bachelor, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those shows. And just from you acknowledging and saying, you know what, that is a value. I am good at that. And I'm helping people. Yeah. That's going to lead you to those spiritual gifts across the board, rather. You're someone that's like, you know, I'm a very organized person, but that's boring. You know how many people need organization yeah. in their life? <laughs> that they will pay you to organize their life? That's part of your spiritual gifting that you're good at that and it's not about you. Yeah. Like you're helping someone become organized so then that they can continue to chase their purpose. That's how, that's where you should start.
0: Yeah. I like that a lot. I think that's a good thing that anyone can take away from this. Like, just kind of simplify it. Like, what mm-hmm. brings you joy in the day to day? Where do you feel most like yourself? Like what feels most natural to you? Yeah. And that that's honestly kind of how I stumbled upon wanting to be an agent was I really enjoyed learning about the law. So I knew I wanted to go to law school and I was good writer, good orator, good reader. And then I knew I loved football and like I could watch football for literally hours. And I met my dad's corporate attorney at the time and I was 19 years old and I was like, how do I marry the two? And she's like, well, a lot of agents are lawyers. And literally it like, and that's another thing. Like it clicked in a way that I knew it was meant for me. It Mm -hmm. wasn't just kind of, and then as I started to dive into it, I fell more and more like in love with the process. And it was a long process. I didn't actually, cause you have to get an advanced degree, whatever, whatever. I thought of it at 19. I didn't actually become an agent until I was 27 27 we think 26 or 27. So it was a long time mm-hmm. to like stick with it and like really want to do that. But what I found in that process was like at every point I got more and more excited about it. And it doesn't mean it wasn't hard. Like law school was very hard and it was really hard in that time to see my friends who had graduated from college with me start to get those jobs and mm-hmm. make the money. And honestly, initially becoming an agent was about the money for me. I was like, I really want to like, I think I can make a lot of money doing this. Mm-hmm. But then it, you know, God did his thing with me, and that's not why I'm here at all. Um, But it it started with, like, what brings me joy? What do I do in my free time? Not what I get paid to do. Like, what do I do in my spare time that, like, I gravitate towards? And it was writing, reading. I loved the law, and I loved football. And, like, again, you don't see football as something that maybe is, like, godly or ministry. But now that I'm in it, it's so clear why, like, God— like I said, I'm in the business of people, but God made me love football so that I would even ask that question yeah. and I would consider, and I know now why he has me in this. And so that's, that's really good advice. I really, I really like that. Um, My next question. Um, So all of this stuff is, you know, like it's kind of like, I don't want to call it fluffy, but like, it's, it sounds like easier than it is. Right. And for me, a lot of it's become easier as I get to know God. And you mentioned praying and fasting earlier. What has worked for you when you're in kind of those those periods of time when you are figuring out if something is like something you should pursue? I We kind of touched on it earlier, but like what has like tangibly been successful for you, whether it's fasting or do you have a mentor? Like what really works for you when you're grappling with all this and what's helped you kind of get to know God's voice Get to know God's voice better in figuring this all out.
1: Yeah, a couple of things. Um, Praying, uh, definitely prayer has answered a lot of things. Uh, Definitely now being married, I have an extra covering. Do you
0: have like a prayer routine? Like, I think, like, we don't always get specific enough about Mm -hmm. prayer. So, like, what does that look like for you?
1: Yeah, we pray every morning together. Uh, so it's the, like
0: set aside time, you know,
1: set aside time before either of us really get into our work routine. Uh, we sit down, we open up the Jesus calling devotional, we Love go that through book. that
0: never gets old and,
1: <laughs> and we pray, you know, we ask, you know, what do you want to pray about? Uh, usually, you know, it's kind of some of the, you know, the, the, the traditional stuff, you know. Want to buy a house, you know, want to start a family, things of that nature. But then it gets to the specific stuff where it's like, hey, I'm going through this tough season. I need prayer on this. And we cover each other. Yeah. And and that's something that I can say now being married just a little over a year has done wonders. You know, my wife was diagnosed with stage zero breast cancer within the first four months of marriage. Oh my gosh. You know.
0: Talk about just throwing you guys in the fire. Right,
1: right. (laughs) And But if we don't have that prayer life, if we don't have, you know, that foundation that we had when we were dating, when we were courting, when we were, you know, fiancés, you know, when we are engaged, who's to say that we would even got through, you know, the yeah. two surgeries that she had this year? And that's the type of thing that, like you said, if you really break down, well, what does that really look like? That's what it looked like where we're doing that thing daily to where we have that foundation. Like we can truly lean on, we can, you know, pray and know that she will be healed and she is healed, you know, in the that's name of amazing. Jesus. So like that's, prayer has saved, it's literally saved our lives, like like straight up where when we got that diagnosis, it's one of those things where you you can't be ready for that. Yeah. Like, and especially within the first four months of being married. That's just something most people, you know, don't think is going to happen.
0: Right. Within
1: that first four months. But it did. But us being able to pray, us fasting, we usually fast. I think this year we fasted four times, kind of like a quarterly fast. Kind and of,
0: how long do you fast for?
1: We did the Daniel fast uh, with our church City Light. So I think we did, that was like a two week fast in January. I think we did. What did you fast um, from? We fast from no sweets, uh, no meat. Okay. Uh, and then usually sometimes I do no bread. Um,
0: and what came from fasting for you? Like what's what? Cause I, that's a very daunting thing, especially for yes, new believers Yes. to think about fasting. What are some of the results you've seen in like really the clarity of God's voice and stuff?
1: Oh yeah. Like for the cancer thing that she was going to be healed, you know, it was one wow. of those. She had surgery in February. So we fasted in January and we are already praying and doing some things, had a vision board, It talked about, you know, healing and us starting a family, house, all of that stuff. But having that clarity, knowing that, you know, go your way, your faith has made you well. Those were the words that God told my wife that.
0: I love that. Don't
1: trip. I got this. And, you know, we went the way of the surgery and she was healed. So that was one of those things that fasting really helped
0: And once you see that on that level, it's like, why would I not trust God with, with my businesses and right, like right, the right. other things. Yeah,
1: where you would think that you know, we were so glad that we went through that within our four, first four months.
0: And that's that's probably not easy to say, but it's it's actually no, I should say it probably is now because when you experience that, you're just so confident in what God can do and it's like I've said this before and I'm always cautious about saying it, but I almost I'm thankful for adversity when it comes because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, God, you're about to do something crazy. Yeah. And I can't wait to see the other mm-hmm. side. It's going to be painful during it. But I love that you trust me enough to build my faith th- during this time. Yep. And so it's maybe I I guess I just changed my opinion on that. Like, you probably are joyful to say that because like God really saw you two and said, you guys can handle this and your faith is going to be so much stronger on the other side. Yep. And w- something you you said was like we prayed about like those things specifically. And I think that's very important too. like mm-hmm. how what would you say to people about like being specific when it comes to prayer? Because I think I know I still am working on my prayer life and I did not pray specifically up until maybe a year or so ago when mm-hmm. I joined my small group and we do it at the end of every session. And I've seen the the power in that. I mean, literally, like the next day, things have happened. Yep. But because we say such spe- specific things, mm-hmm. so what would be your advice in that area?
1: Yeah, be bold. Like God can take whatever you want to say to Him. He's yeah. heard it all. That's
0: a good point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, He already knows it. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like he,
1: He's waiting for you yeah. to just like say it. Like I already know Pastor it.
0: Pastor Steven said at the elevation concert, he was like, nothing surprises that, God. It surprises us, but it doesn't surprise him. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so just be bold, have the courage, have the faith, and just say it. Trust him in the, you know, anxiety, the stress that, you know, the uncertainty of like, well, I don't really know how to say this. Say it. Yeah. Like like that. that and
0: that's a good point too. Like just say it. It doesn't have to be eloquent. Nope. It doesn't have to be nope. like in tongues or nope. in this like great, like, you know, old English, like the Bible. It's, <laughs> it can just be like, just get it out there. Yeah. And maybe you have to write it yep. and not say it and then repeat it or whatever. But like, just say it. <laughs>
1: yep. And yeah. And, and when you are specific, like he will answer that to the T. Like when you say general things, I remember before I got married, I used to pray for a wife. Yeah, I want, you know, this and I want that. But it was still general in a sense. It yeah. wasn't specific to where I want my help meet. and yeah. this is what my help meet's is going to look like, that I want all of these qualities inside. Not, oh, she got to be bad and she got to do this <laughs> yeah. and that. That's all relative. You know, yeah. Right. You yeah. know, but it's like, what is what do you really want? What's going to really get you there? Yeah. And that's what you have to. You know, say just say it, get it out, spit it out, and he will work with that. Like it, like it doesn't have to be a formal thing. He just wants you. He wants your heart. He wants your attention, and that's all you have to do. So yeah. Even if it's that's all you have to do, he'll take that and he'll make that thing blow your mind. Yeah. He, he will change your world, but you have you have to say it. You have you have to take that step
0: and trust it yep i that's something that i learned in the last year you said be bold Mm -hmm. we read through um daniel in my bible study and like he was just so bold yeah and so faithful and i just kind of laughed throughout the book because i'm like i don't trust god to like you know get me the money i need for my bills like that's really nothing compared to like making sure that a guy can interpret dreams the next morning so that he doesn't get killed. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And he trusted him in that. It's mm-hmm. just crazy. Like I think it are like you read the Bible and we have all these examples of really bold prayer. And then we get to our life. We're like, well, God can't deliver that. Like we don't say that out loud, mm-hmm. but we truly like put him in a box because yeah. our finite minds cannot comprehend that God could actually fix our financial situation or can give us the direction we need in our business life or can give us the wife we're like super looking for. Like Mm -hmm. we think, well, let me just like water this purr down or dumb it down. Cause I don't want to get too crazy. I don't want Mm -hmm. God to think I'm too greedy, but he's going to give us, you know, what we ask for if it's for us. So we might as well get, get specific and get bold. Yep. It's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Well, we are just about out of time, but any just parting advice for people who listen to this podcast and they hear these stories and they like it, but they can't quite figure out what like that means for them. You know, they're inspired by it, but maybe like we said, they don't know where to start. What would be just like your one final thing to tell them to encourage them to keep digging for their purpose?
1: I would say if there was only one thing, um, one, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, Purpose seems like this big mountain that you'll never be able to climb and ever get to the top. You'll get there. It's a walk, not a sprint. Yeah. We talked about that. It's something that you're going to do for the rest of your life.
0: They call it a walk with God for a reason, not a run. (laughs) Right. And
1: the coolest part about it is you are doing it with him. So even if you feel alone, you're not alone. You know, that's where wanting that relationship with him, really comes into play. Even if you've never called on him, call on, him. you know, if you've never, you know, trusted him, start trusting him. It's something that I think if you slow down your pace and you're running too fast without him, it's okay. Like he really wants to hold your hand on this thing. If yeah. you have training wheels on, that's okay. Mm-hmm. The training wheels will eventually come off and you'll be floating But you have to trust the pace of God. He has you there for a reason. You must accept what he's given you. You must respect what he's given you. And you also must protect it. It's yours. So we have to understand that you already have all the keys to everything that you want. You got to maybe pull some levels back and, you know, maybe get vulnerable and, you know, maybe feel a little uncomfortable but you, he's still there through it all. So don't beat yourself up. You're not doing this thing alone. Understand that he has a pace for you that's gonna work just for you. Don't look in the other lanes. Don't you know lose focus and start looking at things that don't make sense. Again, this is for you. He has a purpose for you. Love people, love him, and understand that it's you. You're special you know people don't hear that enough that yeah. you know you're loved you're cared for he wants the best for you you're special and he has a lot of special things in you that you again you got to accept you got to respect and you have to protect those things once you're able to do that and you understand that you can give that importance to other people as they continue to pursue their purpose
0: love it and i'll just say one last thing too like your purpose doesn't have to be something that the world sees as monumental or extravagant like there is so much joy in the simple things and there's a need for the simple things and if your purpose is being a stay-at-home mom that's just as powerful as Mm -hmm. the people that he has called to you know lead these mega churches or something like you don't need a purpose that looks shiny to the world we need people everywhere (laughs) amen Thank you so much. I really appreciate you Thanks sharing all your me. wisdom. Um, where can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, yes, Jim Dre. Uh, and on all platforms, you can also holler at me, jimdre.com. That'll talk about me as a coach, a connector, a creator. The cookies are on there. Uh, <laughs> Most importantly, own, the cookies. <laughs> live at your own pace is on there. And if you need coaching, uh, hit me up. I'd love to
0: work with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, As always, please uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Um, Please check out the Patreon page. There is a new um, concept dropping on Monday. I will be doing a Monday morning. I'm calling it Mini Monday with Molly. It'll be a five to ten minute just quick message, devotional prayer, whatever's on my heart at the time. Just another little added thing in there. Um, But it will only be on Patreon. So go check out the page. See if it's something that you want to join. If you'd like to sponsor an episode at some point, please just reach out to me on Instagram. Um, And that's it. Thank you, guys. And I'll see you next time.